Welcome to Dare to Dwell, a podcast with the Daughters of St. Paul. We're so glad you're here. This season, we are gathering around the mics to share about the love of God poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. You can find out more about our work on social media at Daughter St. Paul. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to Dare to Dwell. I'm Sister Julie Benedicta. I'm Sister Oriane Pietro-Renee. And today we are joined by Sister Tracy Mathia. Welcome, Sister Tracy. Thank you. Yeah. And people who have been longer time listeners of the podcast will mm-hmm. remember the season that you and I did together with all That's of the right. ladies from the A Place to Belong. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a really good year. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but this season, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. You can't be the Holy Spirit. Nah. Wow, there's so much to talk about. My yeah. Goodness. Wow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we thought today, like this episode in particular, we're going to break from the regular chapters that we've been doing and invite Sister Tracy to come have a chat with us about the role of the Holy Spirit in our prayer lives. Mm. So central, my goodness. It is. I, I, I'm humbled by the invitation. I pray that I can offer some good things. <laughs> oh, we know you will. <laughs> we're grateful that you're here with us. Mm. Can you just give like, I don't know how to say this, but like, mm. There's a reason we invited you for this episode, right? Mm, so like, yes, can you is. just can you just share <laughs> a little bit with the audience about maybe your relationship with the Holy Spirit, maybe even if if you want to go into your profession name or something like that, like mm. So, yeah, I um I've always felt that if there was, you know, it, as I was growing up, I grew up, you know, public school educated. So, I wasn't really into the Catholic thing, mm-hmm. you know, and so my family didn't really understand and emphasize the role of saints. And even when I was confirmed, given the option to choose a saint or not, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> a little dumb. It's like just extra homework. Yeah, I just didn't do it. So like whenever it came time to, you know, do you have a name? I really don't, you know. And um, so I didn't have a sense of, of a the patronage of the saints and the role that they could play in interceding for us. But God is so patient and so good Mm -hmm. that he figured, well, let me just cover you with my spirit, girl, because you're going (laughs) to need it. So I really felt that as I um, did my discernment, met the sisters, had the experiences that I had through through my journey toward religious life, over and over again, I really felt that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the risen Jesus, was manifesting his personal love for me and his presence and his guidance in ways that were like after the fact, like, you know, the wind blew and the tree moved and was like, whoa, what was that? You know, Mm -hmm. so it was really a part of my experience. Um, Anytime I read about Jesus explaining the Spirit or witnessing the Spirit in the Acts of the Apostles, I would identify right away. I was like, wow, this is so powerful. Mm. Um, He's so real, but he's so hidden and so humble, you know, like you don't even see him, but you see him. And when you, when you, it's almost like, you know, you don't see till you see when you see and you know, you know. (laughs) So like, (laughs) I just felt like I, I was given so many opportunities to really fall in love, Mm. fall in love with Jesus for Mm. sure, but fall in love with the Holy Spirit. And and so that was sort of my conviction when it did come to the point in time of, you know, being accepted to vows, uh, writing my little letter, mm-hmm. um, doing my discernment. I really prayed and I was like, Lord, I have nothing here. Nothing. <laughs> um, 
So you've really got to do a lot, you know. And again, as an artist, knowing what it's like to look at a blank canvas and be yeah. like, wow, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> so so I just kind of put that blank canvas in front of the Lord. And I was like, Lord, I know you know me. I know you know my, you know, my little foibles and, and my blank stare. <laughs> Can you just please <laughs> drop a few things into my heart and my mind, my my experience? Um, so I started doing some research, you know, because grace builds on nature. Yeah. So I was like, you know, let me do some research. What, what, what's some, you know, ways of referring to the Holy Spirit? My first things about my research was like, you know, here's some Native American names that mean the Holy Spirit. And the one that really struck me and stuck with me was Kuwitinok. So I was like, oh, I could be Sister Tracy Kawitinok. I wonder if there's a saint there. No, there's no saint <laughs> yet. Okay. So I was like, well, maybe back to the drawing board. So eventually um, I realized that uh, the name Matthew, the meaning of Matthew is gift of God. Mm -hmm. And my mom actually wanted to name my brother Matthew. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of familiar. And I, I liked the name. Mm -hmm. um, and when I asked my mom, I was like, Mom, you remember you told me you wanted to name Toby mm -hmm. Matthew. Uh, why didn't you name him Matthew? She's like, well, your daddy speaks French. And so whenever you try to say Matthew, it came out like this really weird Matthew <laughs> thing. And I just thought to myself, can I deal with this for the rest of Toby's life? No, we're naming him Toby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I felt it was in the family, but not quite. No one was named yet. Uh huh. So, um, so I prayed about it. But as I was praying, my Bible fell open to the Acts of the Apostles and the naming of Saint Matthias mm. into the twelve. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Whoa, what a privileged person who lived." As a disciple of Jesus, saw him mm -hmm. in the flesh, mm -hmm. saw was a witness to the resurrection, and then through a very human um, interaction, divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit, he was called forth to do and be a part of this great company mm -hmm. of of followers and foundational, you know, uh, people in the church. And it was almost like immediately I knew that was it. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, but I'm going to take the S off because there's something about Matthias Dugas that would sound weird. Matthias <laughs> so Dugas because both go. of the S's are silent. There you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, but it is St. Matthias. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's kind of how that all sort of came out. That, Very cool. Yeah. God is good and mm -hmm. he does great things. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really beautiful jumping off point for this discussion, because if you want to step mm -hmm. back and kind of look at that moment from scripture, mm -hmm. when the apostles no longer had Jesus physically present among them, and all of a sudden Jesus promised to them that the Holy Spirit will teach you and remind you mm -hmm. of the things that I have said, what a radical reliance they had on the faithfulness of that promise enacted through the Holy Spirit in choosing one of the 12 that Jesus had in person appointed before that, right? Yeah. And trusting that this was the same. This was mm. just as real. It was mm. just as much God, even though they couldn't see Jesus in mm. front of them anymore. Mm. And that's and exactly what happened. The Holy powerful. Spirit fulfilled that promise. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that the realness of the guidance of the Holy Spirit, um, of of the way that God can send us and fill us 
with his personal spirit, his own soul, um, and can reside as as a partner to our own. Because it's it's not as though we let go of our own soul in order to be ensouled by God. Right. God really does come in in a a communion of hearts, a mm-hmm. communion of spirit of soul. And so when we invite that spirit in, he can fill all those places of ourselves and in a sense can teach us, can mm-hmm. teach our souls how to think the thoughts of God, desire the desires of God, will God's will. Um, but in a big way, it's never to replace or change or make uh, transform, yes, and sometimes change, but not to like make us another person, yeah. someone who we aren't. Yeah, it's to make us more the identity of the the heart of God mm. when He called us into existence. Yeah, I love that point that you make that the, it's not that the Holy Spirit like replaces something of mm. us in our mm. in our hearts or in our souls or something, but actually it's like our souls were created with such as 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 like an abyss that's mm. ready and waiting to be filled by yeah. the holy spirit right so it's like it's actually completing the creation in some ways right more right. so than replacing it yeah and yeah. i mean i do know you know we are founded by blessed james alberione who wrote many prayers about you know um lord i'll give you my mind so you i can think your thoughts mm-hmm. i'm giving you my heart so you so there is a replacement in that spirituality yes. right yes but I, I guess as time has gone on, you know, even in, in the sense of knowing that there are people that are possessed mm-hmm. by spirits that are not of God mm-hmm. and how it's a, it's, a, it's a thing about being human, that we have that capacity as ensouled bodies, um, enfleshed bodies, that in us we have this capacity for not only bearing our own spirit, but the spirit of others. So mm-hmm. wouldn't we want? Mm-hmm. To be filled, filled mm-hmm. in every space with God yeah. and to be inviting him into those parts of us that maybe have not yet accepted God as Lord yeah. in, you know, in maybe certain other er- areas of our life or aspects of our life that we're kind of still needing conversion, mm-hmm. you know. But this is the beauty of our our God and and also of our adoptedness, you know, into this being a child of God. That he calls us to live this identity um, always more in our lives. Yeah. I like that you draw out, Sister Tracy, the meaning of the name Matthew or Messiah and Mm. why you chose that. Because Archbishop Martinez in the book, The Sanctifier, constantly refers to the Holy Spirit as God's first gift to us, right? Mm -hmm. Like this ultimate gift of love and of himself. Mm -hmm. And when we start to kind of understand it as, yes, we have the capacity as human beings to carry other things inside mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. And when we choose what to fill that void or that abyss inside of us with, whether it's temporal things, whether it's the concerns of others, whatever it is, um, whatever kind of force we're inviting into it, the fact that we have the ability to turn to God and say yes to that gift that he is extending to us. The fact that he even gives us both the free will, but the power to say yes to that, that's a Mm -hmm. huge yes, right? Mm -hmm. That's like 
that's like a fiat. That's we're following Mary and her example of saying yes to this crazy gift of God, Mm -hmm. right? That we can't really anticipate all of the effects of, right? but we know the gift of, in a sense, we know the promise of it. We know the faithfulness of it. And that in a sense is really one of our first prayers is just to say yes. That in itself is a hugely powerful prayer to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like coming into alignment with God's way. Like even just the fact that his spirit is named gift of God is like, it's already a revelation of who God is. That God is all about giving the gift of himself in sometimes sacrifice through Christ, you know, him laying down his life for us, but also like the spirit is constantly being given and will be given if we ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much more you can ask for, you know, a fish <laughs> or <laughs> you, you know, you ask for a fish, but you get a snake, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But that if we ask for the Holy Spirit, how much more yeah. will be given. But in in the spirit coming to us, it's so that we can imitate and be a gift to others, that yeah. I can lay down my life in my freedom for the sake of someone who may not be able to return the gift, um, who may not even appreciate the gift. They're like, oh, <laughs> socks, thanks. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's like the gifts <laughs> I used to get at Christmas. Christmas. Right? Yeah. It's like, really? <laughs> I thought I was going to get this or that. But, but how often, you know, the Spirit of God can can come into those moments where the meaning is kind of lost to us, but we are inspired to have a new vision of it, yeah. or we are given a new energy or a new insight, yeah. um, and, and it expands us and it builds us in our interior. I love this too, like this, the idea of, of the Holy Spirit as the gift of God, but then Martinez also just as frequently uses the phrase, the divine guest. Mm-hmm. Right. The one who comes to stay. Mm. And um, in one of the previous episodes, Sister Orianne was pointing out that, like, often when we think about a guest, we think about somebody who's coming for a period of time mm-hmm. and then leaving. But yeah. that's not the case with the Holy Spirit. Right. No, he's the guest, but he's he's a permanent guest. Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and I love in Chapter nine of the Sanctifier, one of the things that Martinez says is our chief concern and duty toward the divine guest is to try to be with him. That's it. That's the whole thing, yeah. right? Like, just try yeah. to be with him. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love that he says try. Uh-huh. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we really have to try hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But our chief concern, the main thing we got to do, the only thing, he doesn't need fluff pillows. He doesn't need the room swept. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. No, he just wants us to try to be with him. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. And then I love, too, that he goes on to say, like, Martina says, now this loving intimacy that the spirit longs for, that our souls sigh for, cannot be brought about except by the theological virtues. So he's talking about faith, hope, and love, mm. right? Like that's the only way yeah. that that trying to be with him mm-hmm. is going to ever happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I just, I love that. And I love that he talks about it so much as what the spirit longs for, mm-hmm. that this is what the mm-hmm. guest desires. Yeah. And isn't the focus of all three of those virtues, mm-hmm. not me, it's the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have faith in God. I lean every part of my 
capacity onto the Lord saying, you, you balance me out. You know, you fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope is that I believe that no matter what happens, that God can bring out yeah. the best, yep. the good, um, even a good out of an apparent evil. Yep. He can, he can make good yes. from, you know, yeah. and love is this, again, giving, giving of self, laying down my life, for the good of someone who isn't me. <laughs> and and how powerful those things are when when we are considering the fact that that's that is how we are with God. Like this is how I actually in the day to day show the Lord that like in the beginning he wants to walk with me. Mm-hmm. He wants to be with me in the every day. Mm-hmm. I remember one of our sisters saying to me would had to be God because nobody could put up with me twenty four seven. Like that's why she went into religious yeah, life. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like you know, nobody else could do handle me for twenty four seven all the time. Yeah, you know, except the God who loved me and created mm. me this way. Yeah. you know, for His own for His own good purpose. And the amazing thing is, well, two things. Like first, faith, hope, and love are not things we can give ourselves. Mm. They are mm-hmm. gifts. Mm-hmm. They're not like the natural virtues Boom, that we that can. that word gift again. <laughs> yeah, that we can just like, they're not natural virtues that we can just like decide to grow in. Mm-hmm. We can foster them and mm-hmm. we can open ourselves up to, to a greater receptivity to them, mm-hmm. but we can't give them to ourselves. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about that too is like, like you're saying, this sister said, but it's, it goes even more, it goes even further than just like, he's the only one who could tolerate me because he doesn't tolerate us. Yeah. He yeah. wants us. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's almost harder to understand. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, God's not just tolerating me. Right. Even when I'm like sitting there in the confession line, like desperately needing that sacrament. Like mm-hmm. he's not tolerating me in that mm-hmm. moment. He's mm-hmm. excited that I'm coming to him in that moment. Yeah. And like, I think that that can be really I can see that for other people much more easily than I can see it mm-hmm. for myself. And I think that yeah. that's something um that that the Holy Spirit helps to open up for us. Right. Because he's not like, yeah, I'm going to just kind of be around you. Mm. He's like, I'm going to come be in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing to remember, too, because when we speak of the Holy Spirit, it tends to be very much from a place of affect, our affect, mm. how, how mm-hmm. we feel him present or what we're mm. feeling. Yeah. And that is true. That is good. That is absolutely real. But you have a double-edged sword there, right? Because not only is it true that not everyone primarily acts from their affect, some people are a little bit more like intellectually led than effectually mm-hmm. led, mm-hmm. but also for all of us, no matter how much we are kind of intuitively being led by our affect, there's always going to be times where we don't feel it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change that it's real. Mm-hmm. And I, I there's this beautiful passage in Acts where you know, Stephen has just been killed and Saul was there holding the cloaks and Philip's being sent all over Samaria to kingdom come. And at one point he's walking down a road and there's an Ethiopian um, pilgrim there and he's reading Isaiah and he's reading it out loud as you did at the time um, as a prayer. And Philip hears him and he goes up to him and he's like, do you know what you're reading? Mm. And he, I love how honestly he answers. He's like, how am I supposed to understand this if nobody explains it to me? Yeah. <laughs> he just says it. Yeah. And I always found that so moving because that is honestly our reality as well. 
the the supernatural realities, even the realities between ourselves as humans, there are so many things we cannot understand unless the Lord explains it to us. Mm -hmm. Even beyond how we feel about things, he illuminates our mind just as much as our affect. And that story ends with this, this sentence that says, Philip opened his mouth and explained. And I love that kind of like that image of Philip opening his mouth. I just kind of get this, like, you know, that moment where you open your mouth, but nothing comes out yet because you're just like in awe of what is about to well up in you. (laughs) Like you already know it's going to come out and it's Mm -hmm. not you. (laughs) To me, that's such a powerful moment of showing Philip's real reliance and communion with the Holy Spirit in that moment that he knew it was coming. He knew it was coming and it was going to be an understanding even beyond his own that was about to come out of him. And there's that moment of awe and humility. And in that moment, in his kind of both his affect and his intellect are working at the same time and they are illuminating the prayer that that Ethiopian pilgrim was already praying It's breaking Mm -hmm. open and transforming the prayer he was already praying. So Philip is sharing in that gift that he has been given in a way that allows this other person's prayer to have a whole new depth of meaning. And Mm -hmm. at the end of it, that pilgrim recognized exactly what has happened because as soon as he sees like a little water, he's like, what's preventing me from getting baptized? Nothing. Baptize me. (laughs) Can we go in there now? And he himself receives that gift of indwelling now and all of his prayer now for all of eternity has been transformed Mm. yeah so mind-blowing it is so cool and i i one of the thing that came to me while you were speaking is that um you know just to say what prayer is i remember pope benedict writing um space salvi which is um in hope we are saved and this encyclical, he says basically that prayer is an expression of hope. Mm. And many, I think many times it's so easy and it's so quick to happen where we feel our incapacity. We Mm. feel like, oh man, you know, I don't even know where to start kind of thing. And we know like things about God that we're supposed to believe or or maybe somebody in our family believes, but we're just not feeling it. And this gap can be so huge that what sets in is this is this discouragement. And and in the spiritual life, there's a word for that because it's not just like kind of down, but it's like a spiritual discernment or a sadness, a spiritual discouragement, I mean, and sadness. And it's the sense of it's the the gap is so great that there's no hope for me, mm. and that's mm. the end. That's the that's the a negative side of what of what hope is because hope says I see the gap, but I know there is one who can help me mm. to whom yeah. I cry out. Thus, prayer is an expression. It's like being a personal being who can speak my discouragement out to the one who can come and fill me and enliven me and encourage me, put courage mm-hmm. in me because mm-hmm. I ain't got it by myself. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, and to me, that that that's sort of a test I put on myself. Like if I'm just sort of like mopey mm-hmm. and down and or even just not even putting words to it, 
one of the questions that comes back to me is, how have I seen the Father loving me? Mm-hmm. How have I how I've experienced it? Maybe I didn't feel it, mm-hmm. but I saw it or I knew yeah. it. These are things where I'm reminding myself there is someone who wants all that is good for me and who has laid down his life for me, mm-hmm. who has faith even in me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and hope in me. Yeah. So, and then it kind of takes the shift off of all me yeah. to me and another. Yeah. And in those moments where we are losing hope, I've, I've had people reach out to me both in person and online and say, sister, like, I'm losing hope. I'm losing faith. I, I don't even know if the spirit's with me anymore. Can you pray for me? Yeah. And I always tell them the fact that you even reached out for prayer. Yeah. Amen. That yep. is proof that the Holy yep. Spirit has not abandoned you. Right. Mm-hmm. That something in you believes there is hope. Yep. Something in you does have faith. Right. Because otherwise we wouldn't even do it. There's even no the, point. Yeah. The heroic act really... of, of reaching out mm-hmm. to, exactly. to another it's in the like body of Christ. Yeah. 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 I interrupted yeah. you. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I think sometimes the Holy Spirit, if he's having trouble getting your own attention, he'll prompt you to reach out to someone who can say, it's so interesting you reached out to me. Did you know? Mm, <laughs> yeah. Actually... It's a yeah. reminder the Holy Spirit really is with you. And it's mm-hmm. almost like he's being like, yo, someone else say it because he's not yeah, hearing yeah. me right now. Yeah, yeah. Such and a you, gift. And you can't even have that desire without it having been inspired by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like the fact mm-hmm. that you're feeling the lack at all mm-hmm. is a yeah. sign that the Spirit's there kind of nudging you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's this reminder too. I, I can't remember if it was, it might have been Space Salvi. It might have been Deus Caritasis. I don't know. It was something Pope Benedict wrote. But he was talking about the love of God and he said something to the effect of like, and I couldn't find it, but it's there somewhere. He said something to the effect of like, just remembering that the supernatural love of God, the charity that belongs to God, it's not a love of the senses. Mm-hmm. Like our senses can get involved in it. Our mm-hmm. affect can get involved in mm-hmm. it. But it is a love of the will. Mm-hmm. Right. It is not something it's not something that's necessary to feel. Mm-hmm. It's something that's necessary to choose. Yeah. To yeah. choose. And. And in addition to that, there's like this concept of like this holy audacity mm. to just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Right. To persevere. Yeah. And to just keep showing up like without any sense of getting something from it, any sense yeah. of feeling better because of it, any sense of it even deepening or that anybody's even actually listening right yeah. now. Yeah. There's this holy audacity, this perseverance, mm-hmm. this like grit. Yeah. Like tenaciousness. Yeah. Kind of. And I think, too, it's also highlights like that word that we kind of overlook so often, but it's so powerful, the word virtue. Yeah. Like a spiritual steadfastness mm-hmm. oriented toward the good. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. no matter what, yeah, I'm going to keep going. Even like yeah. even when I'm like losing it yeah. or felt like it's lost, yeah, there's something in me that will not stop. And it is, I believe, the spirit in us. Yeah. You know? And even when we're convinced like, He's not listening, mm-hmm. like I'm being stood up, mm-hmm. I'm being rejected. Mm-hmm. There's this there's this added knowledge that Jesus says, come to me. And that's a command. Mm. Yeah. And he says, come to me. And he wouldn't have said it if he didn't, didn't mean, mean it. it. Amen. <laughs> and he didn't say it to be cruel. No. He said it because of who he is as love, mm-hmm. right? So 
there's that sense sometimes where we kind of feel this distance and it it can be discouraging. It can make us want to stop praying. Mm -hmm. But just to remember that like the Holy Spirit's there and like that that command that we come to him, if we feel like we're excluded somehow from that, that's coming from the liar. Yeah. That's coming from the enemy. Mm -hmm. That's not coming from from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so just to kind of like remember that that perseverance or that tenacity could be something that the Lord is trying to develop in us mm-hmm. as a gift, mm-hmm. as a virtue that he's going to eventually use for something. And so that 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 prayer, we don't set it aside just because we don't feel something from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that he says, come to me, all of you, all, all of you, of you. Um, all you. But we know it's all of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this idea that not only am I gonna go to god Mm -hmm. but i'm also going to acknowledge all that's going on in me as i go to him and in prayer there's this aspect of relating to god yes who you are at that time and what's Mm -hmm. up at that time so Mm -hmm. it's not just about um i'm gonna go to god and i'm supposed to just say my prayers and say my thing but like who are you right now? Where are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you desire? What mm-hmm. do you want? And maybe it takes a little bit for me to even acknowledge. There's this really great little resource. I think it's for the Institute of Priestly Formation that um, they give a four-part um, explanation about prayer, and it's A R R R. Oh, the pirate R, prayer. The pirate prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't but, have you. Yeah, I know the the first three or the first two are definitely acknowledge Mm -hmm. and then relate. Mm -hmm. Because when I can hold my reality and then I can give it to the Lord in in its in my own personal way as I am, you know, I speak it, um, I feel it in his presence, I give it over to him. And then the third one, which I think the third step is kind of hard and I always forget it. It's a sign that it's hard. (laughs) The third step is receive. Mm -hmm. Like I acknowledge my reality. I relate it to the Lord. Maybe I I do it with scripture. Maybe I just do it from my heart, whatever, whatever draws it out of me because the Lord has a way of doing that. But then I receive whatever it is God has to give me now. Mm -hmm. What is he really wanting to relate to me? Mm -hmm. And then I respond. So it's like a beautiful little... Uh, process, but I think that whole aspect of re- then receiving from God is like, am I actually going to give the Spirit time to give me something back? And maybe mm-hmm. it isn't quite in the way that I think I can perceive or hear, but perhaps it is. And do I wait on it and then receive it in its fullness of what it is that God gives me? Actually, I think that's a really beautiful thing to be able to reflect on and even how we pray in adoration, mm-hmm. you know, that the Holy Spirit is really able to help us receive in that mm-hmm. moment where so much is veiled. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and that, you know, as Paul in Romans 8 tells us that I have, that was another part of my name choosing and the power of why it was the Holy Spirit was that. We do not know how to pray as we ought. <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> but the Spirit speaks in words that are so understandable to God. And also that praise for us is God's will. Like, 
-hmm. Like I might not be praying God in God's will right now. You know, I may be praying in my will. Mm -hmm. And so it's that openness to say, Spirit of God, pray for me according to God's will. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to wait on you. Um, and I'm going to listen in. Maybe I'll pick up something, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but those are things that we can actually, you know, employ our freedom, our will yeah. to do. And in a sense, it's a way to also calm down. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Calm yeah, my for will sure. down so I can receive. For sure. Um, yeah. And that's all just kind of part of being in a loving relationship mm-hmm. with kind of anyone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like especially with God mm-hmm. to be able to receive because like when we when we have a, a loving, trusting relationship with anyone, we want to receive what they have to say sure. about us and for us and whatever, you know, whatever. But even more so yeah. for God, how much more so for God? Yeah. There's a huge vulnerability, yeah. I think, yeah. on both ends of receptivity, recognizing that that there's a vulnerability for us in being open enough to receive, you know, like into ourselves. But there's also a vulnerability in allowing ourselves to be received by the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know it's like sometimes we may experience in life, you know, a, a friendship that, you know, we're trying to foster with somebody and they really want to be there for you. And it's not that they're not a good friend, but like they always want to know how you're doing and support you, but they'll never really tell them about them. Like they'll yeah. never yeah. tell you about them or how they're doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in a sense, there's that vulnerability that maybe they're afraid to take that step yet of being received by you. Yeah. So there's this really beautiful reciprocity and and double-sidedness, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, even of receptivity. And what a beauty that is. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think it really speaks to the infinite depth of God that he is so vulnerable in both of those aspects. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit, he teaches us how to be trusting enough to step out and allow that vulnerability for ourselves, to receive him into ourselves and to be received by him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, even all of the things that we're saying, we're, we're speaking in very spiritual terms, yeah. you know, yeah. and yet God is so like real that Mm -hmm. in the sacraments he actually manifests himself and utilizes matter yep Mm -hmm. through which he can come into my he put his body Mm -hmm. into my body Mm -hmm. or in the blessed sacrament to be bodily in -hmm. front of my body Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and and in all the other the sacraments that we are that we have so in this receptivity that we that we approach the sacraments and the importance that they are in our life is because this is the means through which God understands the human person so well that he not only gives himself to us in the spirit or spiritually, but he also enters us bodily through these sacramental signs. Mm-hmm. And especially I think of communion um, and how much God wants to fill us with his own life. Mm-hmm. And then that, you know, as we've said, it might be something you feel, it may not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but our faith is there telling us that each time we receive him, each time we open ourselves to that real um, communication of his presence, we are being filled with the life yeah. of God. Yeah. 
That makes me think of, you know how there's those tests where you see what your predominant love language is? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of makes me think of that. Like, no matter what our love language, mm. quote unquote, is, God can do it. And he yeah. does. Mm-hmm. And he does. And the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit makes all of that possible. Mm-hmm. So true. Okay. So like you were saying, Sister Tracy, so much of what we've been saying has been like really spiritual. Mm. And and there is the sacramental kind of reality of things and, and material does get pulled into it. And we can use these analogies of like our human relationships and how they maybe apply or don't apply in mm-hmm. our relationship with God. And I'm just kind of wondering if maybe what are some like practicals? Like if somebody's thinking, OK, I kind of want to try this. I want to mm-hmm. try to invite the Holy Spirit into my prayer. What would be like what, what would you say like the first few steps would be for someone thinking that they they really have never really prayed this way before. Um, they've never invited the Holy Spirit to kind of be the one who prays in and for them, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Like what 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 would you recommend somebody try? Where whenever I'm stumped, seriously, mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. I'm stumped, I always open Romans eight and I just pray it. Like okay. and I don't I don't go fast. I go very slowly and I just let Paul be my spiritual guide, mm-hmm. my spiritual director. And I take it word for word (laughs) and I use that like that when I was talking about sometimes you might want to relate yourself to God through scripture. That's exactly what I do. I Mm -hmm. take the word of God and I find how it's true in my own life. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe I talk about it or I just let it absorb into me Mm -hmm. in silence. And when I wait I wait for, uh, you know, some moment, but sometimes it's just like I need to get it out and I don't know how. So so I'll do that because it it ends up with this, you know, powerful push to show how God with his spirit is going to speak for you Mm -hmm. um, in a way that will be for your good. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't have the words, the Lord will provide. And also that nothing can come between me. So even my lack of feeling of God or my lack of desire mm-hmm. is doesn't change God. <laughs> and he's like dead set mm-hmm. on loving me. Yeah. He is dead set. He is tenacious mm-hmm. on saving me. He is tenacious on just doing whatever he has to to save me. Yeah. And um and to just be in that place, I have the spiritual director and she'll always be like, you know, I just want you to feel the love of Jesus for you right now. And I'm like, I don't know if I feel it, but okay. you know. <laughs> but like sometimes you just have to like call it to mind. Like yeah. the Lord loves me mm-hmm. with an everlasting love. And then maybe he'll pop point, you know, sometimes we think we're thinking of these things, but (laughs) I really believe sometimes the Lord is just dropping in those Mm -hmm. memories Mm -hmm. where like I just right now, I'm just picturing I was five years old on my dad's shoulders at Astro World in Texas. (laughs) And and I just felt like a queen. Mm. And because he didn't do that. Except when I was exhausted and he couldn't carry me anymore with his arms, you know. <laughs> but like that human thing mm-hmm. was like the Lord saying to me, I'm your support. I'll walk for you. I'll mm-hmm. hold you. I'll protect you. If anything comes at you, and this is another thing that my dad did, is the only other time he put me on his shoulders 
was in our backyard in the boonies. We had a big garden and we also had snakes. And one time we were walking hand in hand under the big oak trees in the backyard. And all of a sudden I feel myself being lifted from underneath my shoulder, you know, under my armpits, puts me on top and I'm looking down and there's a snake right at his feet. Oh, wow. And, um, and he had to do what he had to do, right? And I'm like, I felt safe, but I was like, I was scared for him. Yeah. So yeah. he's like saying, mm-hmm. that snake's going to get to you through me. Mm. He wow. will not attack you first mm-hmm. because I'm here in between. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like the Lord saying, this is me loving you. Mm. I will take it and I will take this bullet. Like that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. I will lay down my life for my bride and, and I'll take the bullet. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll go to death and I'll go to darkness. I'll absorb that so that you don't have to. Yeah, I love what you're pulling out here, Sister Tracy, of like when we're having trouble or we don't know where to start in a practical manner mm-hmm. of bringing an awareness to ourselves of the Holy Spirit or asking him to make us aware. Yeah, um, yeah we can go to scripture. Um, we might formally call that Lexio Divina mm-hmm. um, or we can kind of try to try to make those connections from the world around us of what experience in our, in our life have really taught us about what we're being told in scripture about the yeah. holy spirit the evidence yeah. i think too like sometimes prayers that we already pray there's so much like pregnant in them with mm. the holy spirit that we don't pay attention to and i think for for people who are already familiar with or already have the devotion of the rosary when we pray those those first three Hail Marys for an increase of faith, for an increase of hope, and an increase of charity, there's really an opportunity to recognize there that we're praying those with Mary, who said yes to the Holy Spirit, who incarnated that in her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that really is an opportunity too. If we're having trouble like making that full conscious connection, mm-hmm. we can literally stop at the end of each Hail Mary, and before we go to the next one to ask for hope, to ask for charity, to Mm -hmm. say like, Mary, help me say yes to the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. then move to your next one and ask Mm -hmm. again, Mary, help me say yes to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. And that can be like a really practical way of even kind of training ourselves, just as we meditate with Mary on all of those things and become more aware of her heart and Jesus' heart through that, to start becoming more aware of like in a moment in my life where I suddenly realized I have a little bit more faith than I did before, a little more mm. hope or a little mm. bit more love for someone who is driving me insane <laughs> that I can remember practically. Oh yeah. I actually asked for that when I prayed the rosary <laughs> and I specifically yeah. Yeah. said, help me be open to the Holy spirit. And oh my gosh, he's here. Yeah. yeah. So being able to make those connections is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I could just, oh, I can't go without saying that Mary's just the bomb. She's so awesome. <laughs> and like the rosary, I think, you know, I, I've had my own journey with the rosary, but man, the the idea that every time we pray those words of scripture, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Um, they They call that the angelic salutation. And I remember um, St. Louis de Montfort said that every time we say that, it's like that was where heaven broke into earth to say, can God come here? 
can God, mm. can God dwell here? And so every time I pray the Hail Mary, it's almost like I'm calling out to my little pagan earth, hey, can God come live here? And so I'm like asking permission for this opening to happen. And it's like, do I think of that at every Hail Mary? No. But the reality <laughs> is that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I can put my faith in it that when I have no words, I can turn to the rosary in that very tactile, you know, gift that Mary gave us in those beads, you know, that I can move my way through this prayer and just speak desire that that God would make a home in me and or the scripture, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I have no words, the scriptures have plenty. You know? yeah. So just turn, yeah. turn to Jesus in his word. I love there's this section in um, the catechesis on the Holy Spirit that John Paul II gave. Mm. And he's reflecting a little bit on Romans 8, but then also um, with Galatians 4, where it says that God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, mm. crying out, Abba, Father. Mm. And the, the little follow-up, almost throwaway little reflective line that he gives on that uh-huh. is he says, in some way then, the Holy Spirit transfers into our hearts the prayer of the Son, yeah. who raises that cry to the Father. Like, the Holy Spirit transfers the words, the prayer, the desire, the longing, the relationship of yeah. Jesus with the Father mm. into, into us. Into us. Wow. I just, I love that so, so much. Yeah. And it's true, like... Whether it's the rosary or whether it's some other prayer that we pray on a regular basis, it could be the morning offering, it Mm -hmm. could be, you know, just it could be the prayer before meals, Mm -hmm. like just spending a little extra moment to kind of consider like the depth and the richness of of what it is that we are, in fact, praying Mm -hmm. and that that prayer is only happening, even if it's happening a little bit mechanically and my mind is a million other places, Mm -hmm. it's only happening because of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. So powerful. Mm-hmm. And even to recognize, like, if we have received the sacrament of baptism, or if we have received the sacrament of confirmation, um, and I'm not referring to like the confirmation of joining a church, like it's it's sometimes used that way, but like the sacrament of confirmation, as it appears in like the Catholic and the Orthodox churches, that may be confirmed, conferred, sorry, at the same time as baptism or later, depending on the tradition um, of your church. But in baptism, you receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And confirmation is the special gift of the Holy Spirit to build up the church. Mm-hmm. So you have this like incredibly tactile moment whether you remember it because you were too little or you were an adult or you were a teenager or what, that is a really beautiful thing to go back and revisit um, Mm -hmm. if you've received it. And maybe that means kind of like Googling what the right was and reading Mm -hmm. through it again and Mm -hmm. remembering Mm -hmm. what were the words spoken over you? What were the physical signs? What what did you smell? What did you touch? Mm -hmm. What was put on you, right? Mm -hmm. And And what does that mean as both a promise and a fulfillment in a way? Um, And to really just be able to live out of that place of awareness really does challenge us when we're, when we're tempted to act as though it didn't happen. (laughs) Mm, It can kind of just interiorly challenge us to be like, wait, 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 do you remember what you got? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And the importance of, um, really going to going whatever length we must to 
stay in that state of grace where, Mm. you know, truly God is my Lord. He has dominion over Mm -hmm. me because anytime we, we are in a state of mortal sin, the sin that is deadly, what that means is it basically kills off the connection (laughs) of me and the Father. And I give my allegiance to a spirit of rebellion. I say, God, I'm not I'm not going to do it the way you want to do your you the way you want me to do your will. I'm going to do my way. So and and I'm talking about mortal sin because this is something that really does require us to go to the sacrament for for that reconciliation to to have the 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 link between myself and God reestablished. Mm-hmm. And so this is no small thing because it 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 also, you know, if we're having trouble maybe trouble praying, there could be reasons for that that are not just because of your your feeling at that point. It may be that your your soul is in in need of more of more um, grace, mm-hmm. and you need to go to be with the Lord and approach the sacraments. And these are things that the church provides as a good mom, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all we have to do is go, and and again relate ourselves. Yep. Acknowledge, relate, <laughs> receive, mm-hmm. and respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for anyone listening who is finding themselves in that position and is like, how do I even do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's really as simple as just like Googling the website of your closest Catholic parish, looking at their bulletin and seeing what the hours are for confession. And if yeah. they don't show up, just call the parish office just and call. they'll tell you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you can't remember what you're supposed to do, you're not the first. <laughs> the priests are <laughs> so there. used to that. Yep. They'll walk you right through. They'll oh, yeah. just tell you exactly where you need what you need to do. And um, there's no need to be. And it is. It's a tactic of the enemy to discourage us. So yeah. if you can't get yourself to do it, just in a sense, be tenacious and like bite the bullet and go mm-hmm. for it because you will you will receive so much more. Yeah. than you ever put into it. Yeah. Amen. Mm. I think we got all of our... That was like our... a wave. That was like a baseball wave. What was? A wave? What, what happened? Was, what did we wave what at? The, the eyebrows. They oh, did we all do the eyebrows? Oh, we did. We did. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I was just going to say, I think uh, I think we got our all of our concrete challenge invitations in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we did more than usual, probably. So <laughs> that's good. Hey, yeah, thank you so much, Sister Tracy, for sharing all of that with us and and your heart and your experience personally with the Holy Spirit. And maybe we can all just kind of resolve at the end of this to um, really hold in prayer as we enter into our um, chaplet to the Holy Spirit, holding up in intercession all of those listening who really do want a new or renewed um, experience of a relationship with the Holy Spirit and are not quite sure where to start. That'd be a good prayer. Amen. Well, it's been a pleasure to be with you all. I could talk about Thank you, sister. Jesus and the Holy Spirit yeah. and Father all day long, as you could probably tell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But, and um, we'd love it. Yeah. Almost like you. it's your life or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So we'll begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the first decade is for the gift of wisdom. 
Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of wisdom, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of wisdom, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of wisdom, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. O Holy Spirit, beloved of my soul, come and make your home in my heart. The second set is for the gift of understanding. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of understanding, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of understanding, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of understanding, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. O Holy Spirit, beloved of my soul, come make your home in my heart. The third set is for the gift of counsel. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of counsel, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of counsel, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of counsel, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. O Holy Spirit, beloved of my soul, come make your home in my heart. For the gift of fortitude. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of fortitude, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of fortitude, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of fortitude, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. O Holy Spirit, beloved of my soul, Come make your home in my heart. For the gift of knowledge. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of knowledge, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of knowledge, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of knowledge, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. O Holy Spirit, beloved of my soul, come make your home in my heart. For the gift of piety. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of piety, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. 
Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of piety, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of piety, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. O Holy Spirit, beloved of my soul, come make your home in my heart. For the gift of fear of the Lord, Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of fear of the Lord, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of fear of the Lord, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful with the gift of fear of the Lord, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O Holy Spirit, beloved of my soul, come, make your home in my heart. By myself I can do nothing, but But with God God I can can do do all things. For the love of God I want to do all things. To him honor and glory to me the eternal reward. Holy Spirit, vivify me. Love of God, consume me. The way of truth, lead me. With your grace, empower me. You are the promised one sent by the Father, reminding us of all that Jesus' Master taught. I ask you for no other knowledge, no other wisdom than that of Christ crucified and that he may live in me. Thank you so much for listening. Dare to Dwell is a production of the Daughters of St. Paul and is brought to you by our generous supporters on Patreon. For more information about our sisters or ministry, or to learn about how you can support us, visit connect.pauline.org Patreon. God bless you.